Marcus. Thank you, Pastor. As always, giving me the the privilege to be able to come up here and to share these things that I believe God has put on my heart. We're going to talk about receiving the power. We're going to try to get through wearing the armor because we're going to dig into the things that we are conquering, some of these giants by name. Um, fear, depression, discouragement, anxiety, disappointment and hurt, abuse, temptation, deception, confusion, addictions, the flesh, pride, envy, discontentment, anger, bitterness and resentment, complacency, inconsistency. These are some of the giants. These are the giants that we're going to be talking about over the next few months and see what God has said about us as conquerors. Y'all remember Romans chapter 8, right? Verse 38, I believe it is. Nay, in all these things, what? That means we have already won in Jesus Christ. Okay? We have to remember that. Receiving the power. Let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I know y'all was looking to see where I was coming from. I was just reading the agenda. So, y'all don't have all that yet. All right, so far we've talked about, see if this thing works. Maybe. Aha. There it is. There it is. These are the things we talked about so far. Remove the barrier, reach the turning point, and bury the corpse. What's the corpse? Got to get rid of them. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And volunteer to read, please. Thank you, Sister Miller, my dear wife. Love you. That's right. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Before you can be a witness for God, you have to receive the authority to act on behalf of him. I was speaking uh, a couple weeks ago. We were in on Alaska and, you know, just something that stood out to me. Everybody knows what a power of attorney is, right? So when you when you issue a power of attorney, you are giving or authorizing someone to act on your behalf. Now, there are four different types of power of attorneys. You've got your general power of attorney. You got a special power of attorney. Um, I can't remember the other two, but there are four different ones. Now, general power of attorney, they will tell you when you go in there to be careful. You can get it for a year. I think you can get it for two years at a time. 
I can't remember. But that power of attorney, if it's a general power of attorney, it enables or authorizes someone to pretty much do anything in your name. They can open bank accounts. They can close bank accounts. They can buy and purchase. There's a whole lot of things they can do. So if you've gone away and you, you know, you need some things taken care of, you get your power of attorney. If you get your general power of attorney, hopefully it's somebody that you can trust. That's not going to leave you empty-handed when you come when you come back when you return. But notice when you go to whatever agency or organization to perform that task or perform that event or whatever it is that you're going to do, transaction or whatever, they're going to ask you for that piece of paper. And they're going to look at that piece of paper to make sure that it has been notarized. Because that seal represents the fact that this piece of paper is official. Right? So whatever it is that you need to do, the individual's signature on the power of attorney and that seal Notarized by that legal representative makes it official. Now you have the authorization to do what it is that you're trying to do in that person's name. Y'all with me? So. It's no different than when we're talking about operating in the power of God. You can't just sign yourself up and just, you know, make up something and think that you're going to go and operate in the power of God on your own, on your own terms. It has to be notarized by God. And he gives you the authority to perform in his power on his behalf. All because of what? The name. That's why you got to use the name of Jesus. You can't just use any name. That is the name we already established that, right? When we talked about baptism, that's the name that's above all names. That is the name that is exalted by the most high God. That is his name. So he says, you shall receive power. This is what Jesus is telling the disciples. He says, you shall receive power or authorization, the ability to influence, the ability to witness to everyone. He says, you're going to be able to witness, but first you've got to receive power. You're going to receive that power after what? There's that stamp. The infilling of the Holy Ghost. You know, the preacher was saying it this weekend, but goosebumps ain't enough. 
You know, you got some folks in church and they're operating off of emotions and they confuse that with the power of God. I've heard a lot of people, my siblings, you know, my siblings and just people that have called in general says, oh, man, you know, but God is using them. Right. And you've heard it said before, God used the donkey, right? But the donkey can't be saved. God can use whoever he will. To carry out his purpose, didn't he use the lying prophet to prophesy to the man of God? For not listening to God? God can use whoever he wants. But that doesn't mean they have the stamp of approval to operate. They don't have the authority to operate in that power. Are y'all with me? Y'all understand where I'm coming from? Some of y'all are looking at me confused. Got to have the spirit of God in order to carry out. So we know in Acts, uh, in the book of Acts, there's a chapter that talks about, I believe it was Paul that was casting out demons. He's performing his miracles and there's some certain gentleman that witnesses it. They said, hey. They said, man, this is all right. We're going to go ahead and try the same thing. They go and they say, we adjure you. By the one who Paul is preaching about. You need to come out. If you haven't had a demon speak to you, <laughs> let me tell you, you come in contact with an evil spirit, you're going to have to have more than just some goosebumps. They're going to give you some goosebumps, but it ain't going to be a good thing. You're going to have to have more than just going through the motions. Amen. This day and age, we have to have something genuine and authentic. It's the power of God to really go out and accomplish the things that God is calling us to do. We can't do it in our own power, our own ability, not by power, not by might, but by what? So we got to have the spirit of God. That's why Peter said, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive By receiving the Holy Ghost, we receive power. The most important battle is fought in the spiritual dimension. Satan is plotted to destroy everything that God loves. Power is the ability to influence and exercise authority and control. Ultimately, there are two categories of spiritual power, good and evil. The source of good power is held by who? Thank you. He has ultimate control, total authority, and complete influence over the entire universe. That's huge. The source of evil power is Satan. He has limited control, no authority, 
and restricted influence within the universe. Now think about this. Satan cannot take control of your life without your permission. That's powerful to me. Because that lets me know that's just reassurance. Satan, you don't even have the power that you portray yourself to have. God has given me power over you. So when we blame the devil for tricking us and deceiving, no, I'll tell you what happened. We took our focus off of where it was supposed to be in the first place. What did Hebrews 12 and 2 say? Looking unto who? Now, we talked about it before, but nobody falls into sin. There's no such thing as I, I fell. I, no, you didn't trip. You walked right into it. Do y'all know this is this is this is I, I, to me, I guess it's scary. You got folks that are in the house of God that are still in a backslidden state. Look the part, act the part. Got it all together. And some of the people you wouldn't even suspect. See, you know, we, we think about God help me. But we think about this. We think about folks, you know, backsliding. They just doing outright stuff, you know, blatant stuff. Adultery. Drinking alcohol. Those are the blatant things. Those are the obvious things. But here's how the enemy works. Here's how he diminishes the power that God gives us. Dissension. We can't agree on nothing. And you know why we can't agree? It's not because you're telling me the truth. It, it don't even have nothing to do with you. It's the spirit that you're operating under. And because I'm under the influence of a different spirit, I can't agree with you. What did Amos tell us? At some point, there's going to be a separation. You know, you can only be a fraud for so long before you're exposed. Y'all pray for me, but I just. If you think for a second, God help me. If you think for a second that just because you come in the house of God and you look the part and you fool brothers and sisters. Fool me, fool you, right? And you think. That you're all right. Listen, you got some folks that are that are speak so sweetly to you. And when they get behind closed doors, they got a sword coming out their mouth and they are slashing the saints. Slashing the pastor. I got to speak this thing because I feel it in the spirit. We can't build the work of God because we got too many folks tearing down 
the work of God. In the church, in the body of Christ, who's supposed to have the power that we possess. We're baptized into one body, right? Guess what? If you're not a part of the body, then you're a parasite working against the body. Parasites are what causes the body to shut down. Germs, infections. And we got a bunch of them in the body. And we wonder why we can't go out and see miracles be performed. Wonder why people come in the house of God and walk out in the same condition. Because we got some on the wrecking crew, as Pastor said before. They're not a part of the building crew. Y'all with me? It's the truth, y'all. We want to see the power of God moving in our services. Hey, we want to see the power of God moving in our young people. Amen? But we got to stop giving the enemy the ability to influence our lives. preacher was saying that this uh, yesterday morning some of the things that diminishes our power you you talk about bitterness resentment dissension all those other things the things that we listen to let me tell you I, I told people my testimony before but i'll say this again you know music has a powerful influence here's what gets me If I am a child of God and God has delivered me from the world and everything that is in the world, then why would I revert back to the world? Some of those songs that I used to sing in the world, if God is, see, this is a real thing. This is. You know, sometimes we look at things, we just kind of diminish. That's what the enemy wants us to do is be desensitized. But if God has pulled me out, remember now, he gave his life for us. Now, if he took the time to deliver us and pull us out of that mess, why would we invite the same things back into our life? I don't care how good the song was. That's something that God delivered me from. I'm a musician. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to play the same songs that I used to play before. I don't care how good it sounds. That's something that God had to change within me, remove from my life. So why would I invite it back in? See, it's not a big deal. Some of the lyrics were good. But if the author was not good, then it's all a lie. The songs of the world come from a source. 
And it's not the ones that are singing it. Oh, those are just conduits. But it's coming from a source. Who's that source? I was talking to my children today. And we just, if you haven't noticed, I'm talking about things that diminish from the power that God has given us. We got to be aware of these things. I was talking to my kids today about, you know, Disney, Disney shows. We got on the subject of talking about Disney shows. I said, I'm going to tell you something, girls. I said, there's a lot of people that just think, oh, he just being extreme. He just crazy. He's all the way. I said, I don't care what the world thinks. This is a heaven or hell issue. I said, the last thing I want to be looking at or dealing with as I'm standing before the throne of God and the things that I thought were small and minute were big to God. Sometimes it's the small things that destroy God's people. It's not the huge things, the obvious things. Sometimes it's the small things. So we start talking about some of the shows. I said, look at Cinderella. I said, you know what? How many people even pay attention to the fact that the cat's name was Lucifer? I said, okay, 101 Dalmatians. How many paid attention to the fact that Cruella DeVille, cruel devil, they know what they're doing. The enemy knows what he's doing. But if I'm not careful, I will be desensitized and I won't even pay attention to it. But the boy was talking yesterday about that whole song, We Are the Champions of the World, and how that song came about, what it was designed for. That song is in Chicken Little. Short blur, but it's in there. That's a kid's, it's another kid's show, or a kid's movie. It's not, it's not a, a coincidence The enemy has an agenda to desensitize God's people. Because if he can desensitize us, we in essence lose that power. I'm not even getting into the things that people like. Adults. Listen, it takes, what to me, one curse word is too many. You got some Christian-based videos that have profanity in it. Well, it might have had a good message at the end, but I ain't got time to watch it because you just destroyed the credibility of this video. One word. Y'all all right? This is, but it's real stuff. This is what we're dealing with. Man, all the stuff that they come out, all the violence that they show. And so now it's commonplace just to look at a dead body bleeding to death. Remember that used to be something that nobody wanted to see? Now we can sit there, whew, man, boy, that's, man, that's bad. 
wonder what's going to happen next. Not even paying attention to the fact that it's the enemy trying to desensitize. These are the little things that take away from what God has given us. Remember now, we were living in the, we were once those people. We didn't have an understanding, but God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's empowered us by his spirit so that we can overcome those things. Not to walk back into it. The power of God is real. But if we expect to operate in that power, we've got to stand to the right influence. Some things are educational. Got it. I scrutinize some songs. Kids' songs. Videos. My wife will tell you, I'm, I'm hard on it. It's coming in my house. I'm checking it out. And I will make it known. Why? Because that's my responsibility. First of all, I've got to search out my own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And because I have a family to lead as a man of God, you know, you don't have to be the pastor to be a man of God. We probably have a whole lot better services in the church if we get some things straight at home. Charity begins where? That means we can't be afraid to stand up for what's right. Our children are not able to walk in that power that we talk about and profess because a lot of times there's some things that they're just allowed to partake in that's taking their attention away. Oh, I'm not just I'm not just telling y'all this stuff just because, you know, I, I know some. No, I'm telling you, this is stuff that God has been dealing with me about for years. And every time something comes out, I'm just looking. I'm paying attention. Check this out. If you ever, and and this is actually going a little bit further, but think about this. If you ever take time, I had my kids do this a couple years ago. Take time to watch a video. Commercial. All right, hold on. I'm not encouraging you to watch commercials. Everybody in here is spiritual, so nobody watches TV, right? But if you happen to do so and you see commercials, come on, turn the sound off and see the impact that it has on you. That same commercial. Burger King advertise a sandwich. Turn the sound off. See what kind of impact it has on you. Music videos. You know there's some Christian music videos out there right now for our kids. My daughters were telling me about one of the artists and the song, you know, good message, positive message about, you know, you, you're uh, worth more than gold or whatever the lyrics are. Or 
you're an overcomer. Words sound great. But when I saw the video, the image on the video, I said, this is a problem. Why do you have to expose yourself that much? And you're supposed to be singing to the glory of who? Why we got the latest dance moves in some of these some of these videos, music videos supposed to be talking about God and they shaking it and twerking it and twitching and ticking and everything else they doing. That's not glorifying God. I'm telling you, we just have to be aware. My people perish because of what? Some people don't want to know. I'm safer if I don't know because he didn't know what to do right and do it or not to him it is or do good and do it or not to him it is. So it's not sin to me if I don't know. Ah, oh, but we missed that scripture says they they rather they chose darkness rather than the light. They chose to live in ignorance because their deeds So you're still held accountable. This thing is real. When I look at life, I look at everything as a heaven or hell issue. Because the end of the book tells me there's going to be a time where we stand before the righteous judge. And he's going to remind us of all the choices and decisions and the actions that we made in life. We're going to have to face those things. I always tell my children, says, you know what? At the end of the day, it's not about what you think about it. There's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean on unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths why because my heart is deceptional i can convince myself that something's okay when it's really not i says when you do something ask yourself is this something that god is pleased with we all say in life have fun right I can have fun doing a whole lot of stuff. But God didn't put us on this earth to have fun. I know that contradicts what we... But he didn't. How can you have fun in something that you don't belong to? This is We are in the world, but we're not of the world. This world is not our home. I'm not telling you can't enjoy things in life. But if I'm seeking and pursuing to have fun, I may find that that fun stuff may be to my detriment. If that's all I'm focused on. So I want to walk in the joy of the Lord. I want to walk in the power of his spirit. I want to make sure that I'm in his presence. 
I can get happy off of serving God. I can have fun serving God. If it's something that I really want to do, I can have fun serving God. Fasting, I can have fun fasting and praying and seeking the face of God, getting into his word. Ooh, I like that. Lord, I didn't see it that way before. Thank you, Lord. I can have fun when he chastises me when I'm sitting there at work and I get so upset and I'm, oh, and he says, you got to remember. You got to love them. There's something else going on behind the scenes. They have a need too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping me get my focus back. I can't stand some of the things they do, but I got to stay focused. There is a greater need at hand. That's fun to me. It's fun to have a word from God. When I'm hearing the preachers preaching, it's fun. It's fun to go to Perkins and go eat a meal that I like to eat. It's fun to go bowling. I like to go bowling sometimes, you know. It's fun to play basketball. I like to play basketball sometimes. So, yes, in life you can have fun, but that should not be your only focus to have fun. Y'all, y'all understand where I'm coming from? My, my focus is to serve God, and in serving God, I can find fun in what I'm doing. But some of the fun things in this life that the world considers fun are destructive. But it takes the power of God to be able to discern which one I should join to and which one I shouldn't. Let me hurry up and get through this stuff. God created and gave humanity the right to free will. But we were never granted the authority to function independently from him. The power of God is only available to us through Jesus Christ. God has offered the free gift of his spirit to all who choose to believe on his name. Now, when we receive the Holy Ghost, we literally receive the power of God into our lives. This power enables us to exercise authority over evil dominions, principalities, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. As a result... We gain the ability to function effectively in the vocation for which we were called. Whatever God has called you to do, you have to have that power, that authority from God in order to perform it. Know this. Every soul that God has created has a purpose. I always say that God created us on purpose for a purpose. So if God has created you for a purpose, that purpose doesn't go away because you decide to do something different. But in order for you to fulfill that purpose, you need the power of God. Amen? That makes sense? Matthew 28, 18. We're going to read some scriptures and we're going we're gonna to wrap this thing up. The power of God is real. Listen, it's, it's not enough to try to do it in your own abilities. My talents, my gifts... I may have the gift or the talent to speak, but it's got to be more than my words if I really want to live this thing as a conqueror. Amen? I got to do more than just be able to speak well. 
Acts, uh, or excuse me, Matthew 28 and 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That's the power. The essence of the power of God in us is God with us. Emmanuel. Isn't that awesome? So what pastor said earlier, greater is he that is in me than he that... It's not talking about the people out there. It's talking about our adversary, the enemy, Satan, who goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But don't be threatened. Don't be intimidated by his roar. Because you've been given power over Satan, over the devil. John chapter, or Joel uh, chapter 2 verse 28 says, And you shall... Uh, and it will come to pass in those days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams, right? John chapter 7, verse 38. Better yet, don't even worry about it. But we know Acts chapter 2, we know the spirit of God was poured out, okay? Verses 1 through 4, we understand that they were gathered together in one accord, They were waiting for the promise that Jesus told them they were going to receive. That's what their minds were on. We see that the the prophecy was fulfilled. The Spirit of God was poured out upon each of them. They began to speak in other tongues. The Spirit of God gave the utterance. They were speaking in all these different languages. People that were around who spoke those languages, they heard them in their own tongue, in their own language. They're speaking. They're not just speaking gibberish, but they're declaring the works of God, the goodness of God. And then they begin to make fun of them. And they say, man, these men are filled with new wine. Peter preaches about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he lets them know the same Jesus whom you crucified. He is risen. He's alive today. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall. Fulfillment of the prophecy that God gave to Joel. And we find that throughout the Scriptures... Prophecy is being fulfilled. But guess what? Today, we are still beneficiaries of what has been established many years ago. So, God has made that power available to you. Walk in that power. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When you operate in the power of God, God has given you the authority to So the next time you're faced with a situation, opposition, you're faced with an enemy, you declare it. I command you, Satan, get behind me. 
I cast you out in Jesus name. You have no authority. You have no place. You have no position here. You're being evicted. And you're going to be homeless. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Let's take.